So what episode is this? Who cares? This is episode, episode. This is the next episode. Next episode. Burn. I'm back. Ugh. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So Kyle's cousin Kyle. From where? Oh, well, let me introduce everything first. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, The Soul Latest Early Show. I am your long but never forgotten host, Anish Kalvara. I apologize for my absence, but I'm back now. Who? I'm also joined <laughs> by my co-hosts with... Uh, with no shortage of jokes, Joey Michella and James Mo. As always, how are you, sirs? I'm okay. I'm doing well. How about you, Anish? Not bad, man. I'm not bad. It's good to be back. It's good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone hears my voice and is just like full of excite- excitement and joy and tears. Yeah. Why do you I'm think I'm waiting. only okay? I hope they've been waiting for this, like the uh, the Game of Thrones finale. Mm. Huh? Mm. Huh? That was good, right? Yeah. I can't wait. You can't wait for the finale? Well, I, I, I can't wait for me. I can't wait for the finale, but it's something I don't want to come, but, you know, I'm excited for it. Because then it's over. Yeah. It, it'll be sad when it's over, but I also uh, no longer have faith that the showrunners are going to make it a good ending. Really? So, all right, so before we begin, I just want to preface this by saying the past few weeks have been a shock to me in terms of Game of Thrones because I, I found out that this is actually the last season. So, from my understanding, <laughs> and this is my favorite show ever, so it shows where I was. So, from my understanding, there were supposed to be 13 more episodes, a six-part and a seven-part thing. I didn't realize this was the last of the, like, because last season was seven? Yeah, last season was seven, this season six. Episodes. I thought there was another seven and six. I didn't realize it was the like last two one. Two more seasons, you thought? Yeah. So, I thought after this, I was like, oh, next season's going to be crazy. Like, they're already going to fight. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head, and I was talking to Chris Choi. Shout out to Chris Choi. And he's like, nah, dude, this is the last season. There's like six episodes. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So then I had to deal with that. There's only four more episodes of Game of Thrones. First, he told me that there was eight. Eight this season. So I was like, cool. And then I found out there were six. So now we're halfway done with my favorite show of all time. And I'm kind of emotional about it. At this point of recording, there are three episodes left. At this point, yeah. So At this point, there are three episodes. We just watched the... The Long Night. Alright, attention. This is all spoilers. All spoilers. So if you haven't seen Captain America, I'm not Captain, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones or if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, then it's best that you, I mean, you can still stay, but you, we're going to ruin a lot of things for you. So this is our spoiler alert. I'll give you five seconds to leave and come back at another time. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. They all die! <laughs> You're not even lying. <laughs> Pardon me, I have a, I have very bad allergies, so I've been wheezing, guys. So mm. this is more of like a PSA to you guys in the mm. audience. Um, That's why you're wheezing. <coughs> what are you trying to say? Nothing. Crystal uh, meth. Do you wheeze on crystal meth? Is that a thing? I, I wouldn't know, but I assume so. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to um, we we're talking about Game of Thrones. Yep. We just saw the what was it? the Battle of Winterfell? The Long Night. Is the Long yeah, the Night is called the Long Night. the The battle was called the Battle of Winterfell. The Battle of Winterfell. And it turns out that everyone on this panel, I think, kind of has mixed emotions. 
So, would you like me to start, or would you... Because I feel like James has the strongest response, so I kind of want to save that for the end of us two. So, do you want to start, or do you want me to start, Joey? Let's, uh, let's have you start to get back into it. Alright, so let's get back into it. So, I loved this episode. I really did. I think this is one of my top episodes that I've seen on Game of Thrones. Um, I do have some problems with it, but just... I liked the the emotion that it elicited from me. Like you were really, like in tune with the entire episode. I feel like there was always some, right. some uh, something to keep you interested. It was long, but I feel like it, it really did it justice. I just thought the battle was gonna last longer than one episode. True. But I thought it was very well put together. The cinemat- cinematography, everything was very well put together. But I have like the basic response, so we can move on to you, Joey. Well, for the battle being longer, it was the longest battle ever. So. No, 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 I don't, not, I don't mean longer. I feel like it was like a good length. That's what I meant to say. But just spaced out over two episodes? Yeah. Like, I mean, then it would have been an hour episode, and then, like, it would have... Because realistically, what <sighs> I thought was going to happen was, like, the, this episode was going to be, like, them losing, and, like, almost on the verge of losing, and then it was going to end, like, on a cliffhanger, and then we are going to pick it back up at, at four, I guess, and then they were going to, like, win. I feel like that, that. yeah, that would have been too much, like... Battle. It would have been blue-balling us too Mm -hmm. much, because they've, like, they've been preparing for the fight the whole last episode. For six seasons, seven seasons? But I mean, like, this this season so far hasn't been that crazy. It's been all, it's been all building up, and it was, like, edging, edging, (laughs) edging, and then it's here, it's long, and it's amazing. And now... You talking about Game of Thrones? You talking about last night, bro? No, I'm... Talking about Game of Thrones just sir. now, <laughs> while we were that's, getting ready. Right. That's how we pre-game well, these podcasts. That's why I, yeah. I was in the bathroom. But also, so was I. the the one episode. There's three episodes left. So, in these three episodes, now they need to address the war. They Which need to, war are we talking about? The one that the, just passed. The one that just passed. Okay. They need to address it. Figure out what happened. Who's the left? Aftermath. Yeah, aftermath. the aftermath. Deal with that. Assess their resources. For what they have right now, what they need for war. So we can group that into one. Right? Then they have to strategize for the next one. The next war they're about to fight with Cersei. They have to march to her, which she's not. You know, she's not a mile away. And how do you she's get across an army? the country? And they're not necessarily going to fight Cersei at this point, though. But I, I kind of think they sh- wouldn't. But that's the thing. They have to at least strategize and figure out a plan. Then they actually have to get to her, meet up with her. Then they have to fight her. And then if John and Danny both live, they have to figure out what happens next with the two of them. So it's like there's, there's so much that story, has to happen yeah. that if they had to squeeze that into two episodes, it would have been like it would have been shit. And like a lot. So what did you think about the episode then? I really liked it. You really liked I it? really enjoyed it. I was excited. I, I thought more people were going to die, but I was yeah. relieved they didn't. Um. And also afterwards, if you watch the episode, they talked about how when you have, like I'm sure you've seen on other shows, when you have a main character die that you've been invested in for seasons, they need like a good, good death. Like Ed, Ed just going to save Samwell and getting stabbed, like that wasn't that big a death. But he was kind of like one of those half main characters where he's been there from pretty much the beginning, but... He was never someone like, who's your favorite character? Like, I love Ed. He's the man now. And then uh, Mormont, she was a newer character, but everyone was like, oh, my God, this little girl. She's so beast. Like, this is so cool. So then they gave her a cool death scene. 
But if they're going to give 20 characters a five-minute death scene each, that's 100 minutes right there of, like, just death scenes. Did you hear Lady Mormont was actually, the directors were saying, so I just want to get into this real quick, then I want to get James, because he's sitting here with, like, a yeah. like a stoic face. He, yeah. he looks like he's going to pop off on someone. Um, but Lady Mormont was, um, they said, was supposed to be only a one-scener. But, like, people really liked her because she was, like, a young girl kind of talking yeah. up to men and stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she deserves a good sending off. So, they weren't even going to do the giant scene, they said, like, where the giant yeah. walked in and she killed him. That was never planned, but they wanted to do it for her. Yeah, they weren't going to have her included in yeah. so much. But when people, I guess when the episode first came out and all the memes and, like, everyone talking about her, it was like, oh, shit, we just created an awesome character by accident. Let's go. <laughs> now, everybody, put your pitchforks down and let James get his piece off. And then we could discuss afterwards, okay? But just put your pitchforks down. James, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Let me let me preface this, because I feel like I need to preface everything. So to start, one, I did enjoy the episode. Okay. Don't 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 make don't think that uh, <laughs> don't I don't make me look bad. <laughs> no, because I, I did enjoy the episode overall, but when you really sit down and think about the decisions the writers slash directors, whoever decided to make for the episode, um, and just how the show is now versus what it used to be. It, this episode, I think, really makes you realize how how far they've fallen from what they used to be. Um, Interesting. A couple... There's, there's a lot of reasons. Interesting. There's a lot of reasons. Um, but I, I think one of the, the biggest issues I had with the episode was, although they did do a very good job of kind of creating, like, that anxiety... Like, I definitely felt that during the episode, like, oh, people were about to die... But then once you started to see more and more the kind of the pattern they were doing, where essentially like, oh, they would have all these main characters on the front line fighting all these these whites, which are the, the White Walker zombies, right? Um, is that your nickname or is that their nickname? No, that, that's, that's actually what they're the called. Whites? Every, everyone mistakenly calls them White Walkers. Okay. The White Walkers are actually the, the generals. The dudes with the long yeah. hair. The, 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 the blue guys. Who calls them white? Like, who coined the phrase whites i guess that's, that's from like the book Martin, yeah that's like actually the, the term i read a little bit of the book okay. sorry yeah. i didn't mean to sidetrack just new new information is nice um so i think the biggest thing that bothered me so much about this episode was when they would uh, like i was saying they would have someone fighting on the front line and it looks like they're about to get overwhelmed and then they cut away to another scene and then they cut back later on and that person 100 percent fine they escaped for example yeah do you have an example for I example i remember that John about to fight the Night King. He he walks up, he's about to fight the Night King, and the Night King uh, resurrects everyone, right? And then you see John surrounded by a circle of these whites. They cut away as the Night King goes away or whatever. And then next thing you know, he's he's like running, slicing these whites up and stuff when he, you know, if this were old Game of Thrones and he had been surrounded like that, he would be dead. Like, on, I honestly believe if George R. R. Martin had written that scene specifically where John was surrounded by white walkers or whites like that, he would be dead. Um, it happens with a lot of characters. It happens to Sam, ha which, by the way, Sam surviving that battle is stupid. I don't know how he survived. It makes no sense. I thought he was going to die. I really did. Think about it, it was this like way. four times he could have easily died. Yeah, think about it this way. The Dothraki, the Unsullied, who are supposed to... The Unsullied are supposed to be like pretty much the strongest soldiers like in the world. At least what we know yeah. of the Game of Thrones universe, right? There they are, fighting off these undead people. Almost all of them die, and Sam survives. You know, like he's he's like buried underneath. He's crying like, "No, don't kill me, John, help me!" And John's just like, "Yeah, fuck you, you're gonna die." So he keeps walking, right? And 
and then and they just cut away and then cut back and oh they're they're fine they're fine and, and when you keep doing stuff like that where you like fake out the audience into thinking oh no he might die and you cut back and they're perfectly fine in my opinion that's just very poor writing it's it's just not what game of thrones is supposed to be um you know from from the start game of thrones was always a show about People, people always think that Game of Thrones is about subverting expectations, which part of it is. In what know. sense? So, subverting, so, so for example, in season one, you follow Ned the entire season. So you think, oh, he, he's, he, the, he's the hero. He's the main character. He's going to live through everything. He's not going to die in, in that episode nine when they slice his head off, right? Um, but then George R. R. Martin subverts your expectations by saying, oh, he's supposed to survive, but gone. Just like that. Um and so because of that and things like the Red Wedding where you never expect that to happen um, and stuff like you never expect the main character to just get killed off. And I think maybe people have this whole expectation of Game of Thrones where it's, oh, this is the show where, you know, your main character is going to die, stuff like that. But that's not really what the show is about uh, or the books are about. It's, it's more so that every choice has a consequence. Ned made his choices he followed certain people, he decided to stick by his honor, and as a result, he was killed. Rob, he decided to disobey his oath, and as a result, consequence, he was killed. Um, and I think something we started seeing last season, and again a lot this season, was a sort of plot armor where people could make terrible decisions, like, hey, let's go up to, let's go all the way north, steal, steal a white, bring them all the way down to King's Landing to show Cersei that you know it's real, it's real. And, and one that's that's that it doesn't make sense in terms of logic in the king in, in the story which and again I, I understand um this is a huge project so it's not easy to do um and i think part of part of the reason why it's become this way is because it's so rushed i think is the big thing um they're trying to rush out these last two seasons so they kind of have to throw away a lot of logic you know um but essentially in, in, if in any other situation, if if George R. R. Martin had written this episode, this story, and he was showing like all these people getting surrounded in battle, them sending the, the Dothraki to the front line, all dying, these choices should have consequences. And in my view, they it should have there should have been more weight behind this episode. Um, I have a lot of other points. But. So, like, okay, when did uh, HBO start writing again? Was it last season or was it season no. five? So or season six? I think I season four was the last season where they followed the books. I think part of five is in the books, but part of it is not. And But they also did change some things throughout the first couple seasons as well. Uh, and so that's why it kind of strays from the books and how uh, George kind of envisioned it. Um, but essentially around season five is when they started to... Uh, follow their own story. So, what was the? Do you remember the um the episode where Jon Snow goes with like the wildlings and everything, and they find the uh the White Walker army, mm-hmm. and like it's that scene where it's in the pond and it's completely quiet, and then someone like drops something into it and they get surrounded or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a long time ago. What season was that? Do you remember? Was <sighs> that like George in the pond? Yeah. So like they were, they were basically, if I'm not mistaken, they were. Was that in the after... middle where there was a pond or like a lake or something or they were like separated by like a body of water with them but they didn't realize they were there. Are you talking about the scene where he raises all the dead from that one No, city? no, no, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about um this was, was it, like season yeah, but was it before when they go to like the wildling camp and they try to convince them to like leave with them and then the whites 
all of a sudden come and kill like everybody and they leave on the ships. I'm, we're, we're thinking the same scene. Yeah, though, was it? Before, I, oh, I don't think that's was it ships? before that or was it after it that? It might have been. Oh, because it sounds like the scene you're thinking of is when like John and him are staring at each other and then he raises everybody up. Um, it, that, yeah. Okay. Maybe it was when that they're, but they're they were sail- still sailing away. They're sailing, they're away, sailing away, and that's when they lock eyes right, and he right. raises everyone, and then everyone just comes to the water and is just staring. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. So what season was that? That was six Five? or seven, I think. Six. I think that was six. So HBO wrote that too. HBO wrote that, yes. See, I agree with you in the sense that you can clearly tell, at least in my opinion, it took me a little while at first, but you can tell that there's a difference between HBO's writing yeah, 100%. and George R. R. Martin's writing. And, and like, and I, like said I don't before, know if I necessarily agree that it's like a, it's a choice, like everything is about consequences for your choices. I think George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones kind of made their thing. Like their stick on being unexpected, like going the going the other way. No, 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 no. It's not about being unexpected. It's about being realistic. Yeah. Okay. It's not about being unexpected. Being realistic in a lot of TV shows now is unexpected. (laughs) What does that mean? Like, okay, name me another show as realistic as that, in terms of like where your choices and things like that are actually gonna like. The wire. You're not. You're not killing off. Okay, the wire, but that's from the '90s. And that's also like you're not killing off main of characters and stuff. In, in yeah, but that's why nowadays. Game of Thrones. But exactly. But, but but what I'm saying is like, it's always been about things being realistic, and realistically, choices have consequences. You know, every single character in Game of Thrones, and, and Game of Thrones has always been very character driven. Mm-hmm. It's always about their decisions, their choices, their personalities, them talking to each other, and trying to outsmart each other. And I I just think that this episode kind of signifies. How, essentially, like to be completely honest, and I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people on the internet, and I think even honestly George R. R. Martin agrees to an extent, um, which I can explain a little later. But I think the problem with Game of Thrones is that it's becoming the fantasy show that it tried to set out not to be. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm and trying to say. And that's the yeah. problem. Because like it, in the beginning, to, it was yeah. a realistic exactly, show exactly. that had sci-fi and fantasy elements. Right. But now it's just kind of becoming like fantasy. Right. Like it's not that realistic. Fantasy. Yeah. Pure fantasy. I th- I think part of it too now is that when main characters are killed by whites, it's not as Fitting. emotionally gripping as when a main character kills another main character. Because think that, about that's fine. So I think that like a reason they saved a lot of main characters is so that they'll kill be killed by like Cersei. other main characters in the war so it's like they'll have more like uh not not right. yeah well, like, I, I get what you're saying but that's still the writers actively making a choice to become more of a fantasy story than to be a game of thrones yeah because like you know? realistically right like they have been talking about this since episode one everyone has yeah. been terrified yeah, and that's another of this point. war I'll terrified of on. this war man and like now they come they're completely outnumbered twice he raises an army again like the Night King does, and not one main character dies. I feel like that's just not I mean, fitting to what the show is. Right. Yeah, um, like there's supposed to be some look, sort of realism to that. It's like, not people even should have died. Yeah, like, Jamie Lannister has one hand. Right. Well, did you see Daenerys swinging a sword, bro? Come on. Like, uh, like some yeah, people yeah. should have died. But um, with also their plan wasn't was to like retreat. It wasn't to f- fight and win. It was to retreat, retreat, retreat. Get the Night yeah. King to go to feel that he's confident. Feel that he can get Bran finally go to Bran and take him. So like that's why they like they kind of prepared for uh once things got a little hectic, the main characters fled to the castle like immediately 
and then guys on the front line were still getting like fucked yeah. up. Like and how then did Sam back. survive? Sam he was literally there was yeah, literally White was Walkers buried. on him yeah. like three different times. Yes. And that's that's like, like I, that's, I, that's, I, that's that's Hollywood yeah, bad writing. I don't I don't agree that Sam should have like just lived through all that. Yeah. Like I don't agree with them on that. It it was frustrating, especially of like Sam had been a character who had grown so much over the seasons, became more brave, yeah. became more like tough. He killed, like, he was the first one to kill uh, a White Walker, yeah. or was it a White or a White Walker? White. It might have been a White, actually. So, and then all of a sudden, there's a battle, and he's, like, about to shit his pants and cry, and it's it's like, what the, why did you just reverse all the character development? You, yeah. And. I mean, it is a scary, I think that's what they're trying to show. That is a like, scary thing. Like, like, even though he killed one, like, this is a fight the, for, like, Yeah, survival, you're still, you're saying. still gonna be afraid, and also with, like, the night with the whole battle being one episode with it ending what the way it did is they've also been like kind of jerking the the white walkers and the night king battle for seasons that's of what like I'm saying. yeah we, exactly that's so, why this episode is so disappointing so well i'm like i look at it like yeah of it had to end because it it consistently like during a previous season when they're fighting you didn't think like oh it's only season six there's no way they kill the night king now yeah because it's game of thrones the overall thing of the show is who's gonna get to the iron throne mm. that's it's the game i think of, it was let me, two it's the game of the throne the night king the night king was a propo- he was a person trying to get on that throne no he was, wasn't that's not true like not, right. see, not, no, let me get into this. Let me get into no, this. No, no, no. Because you, you're point, assuming right? I mean to become the king. Like, I mean the throne of like... Like, he's trying he's, to win. I get it. He's trying to win. But they, there was multiple battles where they could have lost. Like, when they have the dragon and you think like, oh, this is a time. I think they shoot like an arrow. They shoot something at him and he catches what, the it. Dragon? The dragon? No, he, he throws a spear. Someone throws, like, someone attacks the Night King and he, like, catches it or, like, deflects it. Oh, Something yeah, happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, like, you think you're gonna, he's gonna die. And then the dragon, you think the dragon's like gonna kill fire, him. Yeah. And then they take the dragon down and take it. So it's like, yeah, they've, they've been edging this for so long. Like, it was time to bust. Like, it was time for it to be over. All right. Let me, all right, all right, all right. I don't accept this because, well, all right, I still think... Like you said, they've been building up to this moment for so long, and I think a, a core component that people don't really understand, and, and maybe why this episode was so disappointing, was just in terms of pure storytelling, even if it follows a trope, that's fine. There's a reason these tropes exist, right? Like, subverting them for the sake of subverting them doesn't make sense to me, but the big thing about why this episode was disappointing was literally from episode one, episode one, you see the White Walkers, and you Did see. Did we see him episode one? First scene. Oh first yeah, scene. That's first scene. Right. Right. You're right. Wow, that's a good point. You build up eight seasons of this. You build up the whole John versus Night King duel. They're always staring at each other. He gets brought back and all this stuff. And then you just kill him in the biggest bitch way possible. Honest, like, like I, I'm fine with Arya killing the Night King. That's fine. Just I'm, how it happened. Yeah, just how you. The execution was very poor, in my opinion, um, because. They they I, foreshadowed it though. That's fine. I, I, don't, I don't. Again, I don't care about who kills the Night King. What I care about is how they reach this point. And I think one of the crucial mistakes that they made in terms of deciding how this story would go is they decided to make the Night King the boss before Cersei. And I think that was a mistake um, because I think. Uh, you think it should have been the Night King. Last. It should have been the Night yeah, King last for for one for one big reason. Um, George R. R. Martin 
has always been a very anti-war person. And, and so a big thing about Game of Thrones and the whole impeding White Walker threat is it's supposed to be essentially like an allegory, uh, not an allegory, a, a metaphor for global warming, for example. Uh, it's essentially the same idea where George R. R. Martin is saying these humans are spending so much time squabbling over the Game of Thrones that they don't realize what the real threat is. And the real threat is the White Walkers. And, and, and so in, in my view, at least, it makes sense that the White Walkers, the literal, the literal incars in, 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 impersonation, not impersonation. Incar, I, you're thinking, no, you're I know, Incar you're, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. It, term it's supposed thinking. to represent incarnation? death. Yeah, the incarnation of death. Like, he literally kills people, brings back the dead to kill more people. In, in my opinion, this, this, this entire season would have been better if the Night King was the final boss. Because if you really look at what they did, they built up all this time. We never got to see John versus the Night King duel at all. Which, in my opinion, again, I understand you want to subvert expectations, blah, blah, blah. I still think it was a bad storytelling choice. Because it's just in terms of... So wait, let me, let me let me clarify. Let me try to understand. You have a problem with how he was killed with Arya? Or you have a problem with that she killed him? I don't care that Arya killed him. Arya can kill him. But you built up all this time of Jon versus the Night, Night King. King. And this was his story. This is why he was in the Night's Watch. And 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 people are like, oh yeah, well, Arya was uh, predicted the blue eyes thing. Okay, I get it. But Arya's whole storyline was her list. She's trying to kill Cersei, this person, the Hound, blah, 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 right? That's her storyline. And in terms of, you know, finishing the story in a fulfilling way for the fans, for the fa even not for the fans, for, for whoever, I think it's just unfulfilling. Um, it you li like you literally blue balled the everybody because you did you see the director's cut after the last episode because they talked um, about why it was Arya yeah and so I don't know if like if no, you I, saw I watched that and it. you disagreed I, with it or you saw that and you just like okay, Arya can kill the Night King that's fine no 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 but they talk about like it, why it doesn't make sense for the Night King to fight John because his entire like it's John's storyline but it's not the Night King storyline like he doesn't give a fuck about John he wants Bran he wants to end it. That's why whenever there was fights, it's not like the Night King was out, like, swinging a sword, killing I... people. He sat back, let people die, and then, like, when John is trying to approach him, trying for the one-on-one, -on -one, the honorable duel, we're enemies, he's like, nah, fuck you, here's my army, I'm going for Bran, I don't care about you. I've been planning this battle, I've been planning to take over humanity for thousands of years, like, I'm not fighting some dude and who look, wants to take me on, that's like, fine. bye. That's fine, but one... The Night King would also beaten John one on one. I yeah, think, I personally probably. Think. And, and so I think what would have been a better ending was if they got the duel and then Arya jumps in and kills him while he's distracted. I think that would make more sense than literally, because another trope which I hate and which I've read like George R. R. Martin hates is called the Deus Ex Machina, which is literally it literally just is when something comes out of nowhere and saves people. And and sure, you foreshadow the whole Arya moment, but in terms of when she would actually come in. Um, how she came in and stuff, it's literally out of nowhere, right? Like, well, you, can I mean, just, you can justify it anyway. It's still yeah, bad, right? I, I it's thought bad the writing. execution I mean, of how it was she, done. You she don't was, justify She bad was writing. a master assassin. Which She's was not a master assassin, though. I like, mean, t when she, for seasons, she was training and she was that's, assassinating people. That's another people. thing. Her, she killed all of like, House Frey. Like, she did had all these moments. And with the, right. the sword, the knife thing, um, Bran gave her the... The little knife, 
that she ended up using, and he said, like, oh, don't waste, like, this is for Look, you, I, like, I, he I gave understand. it to her. I'm... Hold on. So, like, they had her escaping, they had, uh, whatever the dude's name is, who protected her, and then it's like, oh, he's not coming back, he fulfilled his duty to protect you right now. And then, like, it's the white, the eyes thing, so then it kind of foreshadows, like, this is what Arya, this is where she's going. And then, with her coming out of nowhere, she does that, she fights, uh, Bran of Tarth in like a sparring fight and she loses her sword and does like the knife flip and then puts it to her like she does that kind of move where she drops a dagger to her opposite hand and brings it so like they foreshadow it that way and also the knife doesn't make good writing what I'm saying is like the Night King is the most powerful fighter he has the army of the dead he's arrogant like he knows he's the top so you can't just like you have to beat him by assassination. And that's fine. Again, See, like I, I said, yeah. that's so, fine. Like, I think, but I don't think Arya came out of nowhere she, now. But, but literally I, in the context of the show, she came out of nowhere. Yeah, see, I think what he's trying to say is that, like, it's fine if Arya does all of that, but she can't just jump out of the middle of nowhere to kill him. Like, uh, I think I, there was literally a circle around I, the yeah, trees. Like, that, that was my but also, problem. She like, where can, did she even she's, come from? Uh, she can be any bun. Remember? That, that's what so the, I thought. That. She was gonna be the but White also, Walker guy with the long hair. Also, she's like extremely stealthy, where she can sneak around. So it's like, oh, she was able to sneak by while everyone was distracted. Like, yeah, she's an assassin. That's what, like, that's what they do. And it, I'm sure if you like rewatch the episode, you can see it coming a lot more. But you're. But so that doesn't mean up. it's good writing. If you even if they foreshadow it and hype it up, it doesn't make it good writing. It doesn't make it a good story choice, and it doesn't make it fulfilling. So you like you didn't you didn't like how she just jumped out of nowhere, right? That's what you're I mean, trying to say. I mean, that's part of it. That's so what's the it. other part of it then? Because like the knife thing he's saying with her dropping the knife and like whatever, like that was all foreshadowed. It may not yeah, necessarily mean that's good fine. writing. You may not necessarily agree with it, but the writers and I guess R. R. Martin also did see yeah. that that's what was going to happen. No, they no they, they didn't. R. R. Martin tell no, them knew, how this was going to. They knew Arya was going to kill the Night King before they wrote they season seven. It. HBO decided it? So, when HBO was writing season 7, they knew Arya was going to kill the Night King season 8. They were told so they, this by Martin, or they decided this on I their own? I don't know that it was their decision, but they wrote it in, and they've been preparing for that to happen for more than a season. So, they foreshadowed, they added a lot of they things. They said they've known for three years that Arya was going to kill the yeah. Night King. So, that's why they prepped. I hope, I hope they, Martin told them. So if that's, you, that's my assumption. But, told so, them. now, if you go back, and you were to go back and watch season, season 7... And then the first two episodes, season eight, you can probably see a lot more foreshadowing and a lot more like it was in front of you the whole Dude. time that she was going to be the one to do it. You just didn't realize. Let me let me tell you about George R. R. Martin. He he hates he he was a TV writer who became a novelist because he hated how TV writing TV writing and he hates like I said all these tropes and things like that. That's why he defies your expectations and whatnot. And like I said again, Arya killing the Night King, perfectly fine, but but. You know it's a problem. All right, so so George R. R. Martin actually stopped being involved in the show. I think after season four or five. I want to say it was four. Yeah, but he told see like he told them the ending. Who ends up on the throne? We don't know all the details in between, especially since the show departs from the book. So obviously it can't be all the same. You know. Um, Can I just distract you for one sec? Yeah. Um, for all the listeners who don't know what a trope is, it is a figurative or metaphorical use of a word or expression. I definitely knew what it meant, and I know Joey did too, and I definitely knew, but I just wanted to t- share it with the audience, okay? James and I spoke about it before, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday, so yeah, I so, know. So. What was I saying? Trope. No, you're talking about R.R. Martin being a TV writer. Oh, yeah. 
So apparently, apparently, um, something I've seen is that uh, he says in interviews and stuff, he actually doesn't even watch Game of Thrones anymore. And he says like, oh, he just doesn't have time. But then people also see him like, not advertising, but he, he sometimes tweets out about another fantasy show, not Game of Thrones. And he's like, wow, this is such a great show. They're, I hope they have a season three. And when he, when the writer of the very show that we're supposed to be loving is praising another show, that, I think that tells but, you something. But, but like but, even actors and stuff don't watch their own movies. Like maybe he just but, doesn't but, want to watch. But it not just that. Like when you have a story that's your baby and it's not being done exactly how you want to be, you're gonna be like bitter about it, whether or not like it's good or bad. Because no matter what, if it's not his vision, yeah, but it's like he, fuck this. But show. he knows that things have to be changed for TV. He understands that more than anybody. Yeah, but there could but be he, any reason why he's tweeting about about another like science. Oh, science he, he doesn't have time to watch Game of Thrones, but he can watch another fantasy. Yeah, he show. can just be bitter, dude. He's a grown. He's a human. Wait, you, wait. You said he said he doesn't have time for Game of Thrones. He says he doesn't have time to watch Game of Thrones. Oh, I, I, I missed that part. And he watches another fantasy show, so it's pretty clear he's like. Even if he is bitter, I still think it means something. Because if if he thought the writing was good, he would still watch it. And, but also, did he watch first four season? Yeah, it's how he helped write episodes in those. But seasons. how long? I mean, how long has he had to write these books? To that, if you like, if he wanted to keep going and stay ahead of the show, but that's beside the point. Like that's that's not. That's not the but that's point, what I mean. Though. So that could add to his bitterness of like, they were like, hey, uh, yeah, we caught up, but we're gonna keep going. This is the biggest show on television, and we're moving on without you. So he could have been like, hey, can you give me like, can you wait years or who knows? But like HBO said, well, we're moving forward. So what happens at the end? And we're just going to do what we want until we get there. And oh, then he okay, could have been exactly. like, okay, here's what happened. Fuck you. See you later. I just want to, we've been talking about Game of Thrones for about 30 minutes now. Yeah. So I did want to pose, I guess, the next question for this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of related, but not really. Did you guys watch Avengers Endgame? Yes. 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 Just saw it. And I actually have an interesting theory as to why I thought this episode of why Avengers and Marvel has affected Game of Thrones. Interesting. So, okay, so let me let me ask this. I've been asking a lot of my friends this, um, so I want to ask you guys as well. What did you guys like better? The last episode of Game of Thrones, episode 3, or Avengers Endgame? My vote is episode 3 of Game of Thrones. I liked Game of Thrones more. Um, see, it's tough. But in terms of just quality, I think Avengers is better. Interesting. Like, again, see what you're saying about Game of Thrones. I feel about Avengers. But see, the thing about Avengers is they they're always like this. You know, it was too much this time. But but they've always been about stuff like this. And and let me I guess my theory as to how Marvel has kind of ruined some other series. For example, I think um, Star Wars has been affected by the whole Marvel mentality. I think Game of Thrones to an extent has been affected where when something gets that big, you you have to cater to the lowest common denominator, right? Appease everybody. Right. And it leads to moments what I call cheering moments. Like when you were watching Avengers, how many times did the crowd start cheering and start clapping in the theater? I don't know if it bothers you guys. I I fucking hate that. Like really? It's just annoying. Like I'm trying to watch the movie and hear what happens. I don't wanna well, I don't wanna hear your clapping. You know? Yeah, uh there was people talking and being obnoxious yeah. in the movie and I was just thinking like I, I'm not gonna say my first thought, but I was just like I hope these people don't make it home today. Say your first thought. I want to hear your first thought. Um, it was a bad joke 
uh, like involving the the Aurora shooter. Ah, uh, wait, Just like no, where is mind. he? Where is he when you need him? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, Joey. My whole no, like, please stop, stop. I thought it was like I I could picture Anthony Jeselnik <laughs> tweeting it for me because uh, he made a joke like that in the past Jesselnik? about he said other than that how was the movie? Oh, my that was his tweet. God, that dude. it. But anyway, uh, if That's by so the way this is a PSA, if you go to the movies and you think that. You're, you're talking is like not a big deal or you don't care or you make noises. Just know that you're worthless and your need for attention is uh, like clearly shown to everyone that you just don't get enough attention at home from your parents, from your significant other. So just like stay home and uh, figure out your own life because Can I you being a piece PSA? of shit for everyone else watching movie just shows that you're worthless and a waste of natural resources and your carbon footprint is okay, thanks, a waste Joe. to the earth <laughs> so i just want to add on to this psa it's not as um as mean as what joey said but um i thought it was basic knowledge that when you go to a movie you're supposed to like silence your phone right i guess people forgot that like <laughs> i knew that since like i was five years old you're not supposed like to have your ringer on with your flashlight going off with Dude, it uh-huh, it's loud like people are getting phone calls and it's completely bright like don't you turn the yeah. brightness down in a movie a dude had his flat like the where the ringer comes on the flashlight goes with it so the phone is flashing like a strobe light and it's ringing Maybe just, like, and it happened time. twice and it's just like <laughs> dude you, <laughs> like i hate you <laughs> but back to the real topic at hand avengers and james's uh theories all right i'll tell you why stuff. avengers how do I even explain? All right. So, again, like I said, uh, I think something big that Avengers does a lot is the cheering moments. You know, the, the good guy does something heroic and smacks the bad guy and everyone in the theater goes nuts. Woo. You know, and, and I think to an extent, uh, Star Wars kind of does something similar nowadays where it kind of became a, a series that, you know, a lot of old Star Wars fans don't like because they started embracing this whole overly funny uh, kind of Marvel attitude. Easy. And yeah, I think yeah. Game of Thrones kind of has done the same thing where they're looking for scenes like, oh, yeah, let's let's have Littlefinger die a bitch death and slice his throat open so everyone can cheer. Oh, let's have Arya drop the knife and stab him so everyone can cheer. And, and it's that kind of... Because they see these events like, oh, a bunch of people going to a bar or sitting together and then something big happens and everyone's like, oh, oh, that's crazy. Oh. And then... Do you blame them though? Like Avengers no, is I don't having blame one of the biggest openings I don't blame besides them. I don't blame all them. time. What about what about at the end of Avengers when every episode. every female superhero gets into yeah. one group? Oh, it's man. like don't oh, even get me. Started. It's like dude, they're look, trying to make political but, statements but it, now. It's That's like, what bothers me. Look, I'm I'm happy there's woman superheroes. Yeah, yeah, like I'm definitely. not against that, but it's for in you your to, face. But for you to put it in a scene of like, oh, it's like it's almost like they're like, hey. Every female, let's get in this group so we can get the the gauntlet to the hey, next person. Hey, want brownie points? I, I feel like they're doing everything for brownie points. Hey, Hollywood might rape a bunch of people, but look, women! Oh man! Yeah, like, yeah, that's the thing too. Is like uh, the worst people were well, whereas Hollywood. The big so. the big problem is, and at least in my personal opinion, scenes like that don't actually help with sexism. Um, what really helps with sexism is showing women in normal situations yeah. that men are doing. So, for example, when they had uh, the Red Witch fighting Thanos, and she was one on one him pretty well. And that right there, great feminist moment. It shows, hey, this woman is doing what Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man couldn't do. That's a feminist moment. You don't need to shove everyone into one scene and be like, hey... Here's all the women, guys. I just feel like they keep trying to make these like political statements yeah. just to show like, hey, we're always ahead of the curve. Like, look at us, and it's just like, I feel like they make they think we're stupid almost. Well, 
people I mean, like, are, it's like almost are mocking. Like, I feel like they're mocking me almost in a sense. A lot of people don't see it that way, though. That's the thing. Like I said, lowest common denominator. I didn't realize no, how many lowest common I un- denominators I understand, are. though. Like, oh, I'm sure a lot of young girls, when they see that scene, they're going to be inspired. And by all means, they should be inspired. But to to an older audience who can kind of analyze things a bit more, they can kind of see, like, I don't mm. think this is real. I don't think this is genuine. I don't uh, think there's that I, many young people going to these movies. I, I think I it's mainly our age. I think it's weird for how many successful and strong and, like, amazing women there are in real life to be... to be inspired by a superhero. It's like, uh... I was gonna say it's loud. Hold on. Is it? Sorry, there's a party going on downstairs. I don't think it's picking up anything. Though, okay, yeah, that's it. why I want to make yeah. sure. All right, so back to what I was saying. Like, there are so many real-life people that you should get inspiration from, men and women, that it's like, are people really going to superheroes to, like, change their lives and to be a better person I mean, that's, and see, to be stronger? Fa- that's kind that's of the, the argument, age though. now, though. In, in fairness, I, guess, I feel like yeah. the, the argument is, like, why aren't there a lot more women role models? Like, you have, like, Superman, you have, like, Batman. Like, where is, like... The women ones. I so mean, I understand I that mean, push. Growing 100%. up, like there's Batman I'm not movies and stuff. Yeah. Like I liked Batman a lot, but he wasn't like a role model. So like I understand the argument, but I feel like when you try to group them all together as like one of the last scenes, be like, hey, look at what we've done. Like it's just like yeah, it's, it's obnoxious. Like I don't like how they're doing it. Uh, it's like virtue signaling. I don't know what that means, but it, it it's sounds like when it's you're strong. showing off of like your political yeah. views of like, well, I think this way. So like it's not like, genuine. I'm like amazing. it's not genuine at all. I feel like. That's that's kind of what my problem is. She's like, hey, look look what we can do. Yeah, we know how to make a good message. Yeah, like yeah. I agree with James that that fight was like that was awesome, and that was like more of like the Avengers fight? powerful yeah, women fight. versus just like showing them all together because then it's in your face. See, I like like the in terms of battles, I like the Game of Thrones like entire battle better than the Avengers battle it was just a little too dark it was too dark but see i had my lights off and stuff so i didn't really find it too much of a problem i yeah, I, was I mean fine. it was so fast that like you don't really think yeah. about it at first you know i was in pitch black with the projector like it and it wasn't that it bad was pitch black so i could see everything yeah but let, that's what i did too. let me let me put the whole night king sorry i don't mean to go back to game of thrones let me put it in terms of marvel and try to explain why it's so disappointing okay so so for how many movies of avengers did they tease thanos avengers one at the end, they always tease Thanos oh, yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. At Honestly, parts. I don't remember. Yeah, it's fine. It's anything, fine. It's okay. So. I didn't realize <laughs> they, Thanos all the they time. They teased him all the time it. at the end of uh, of movies before Infinity War, and Infinity War in Marvel is essentially the equivalent of the Long Night. It's the big bad finally appearing and showing what he can do. And the big difference here was that in the Night King episode, he got bitched. The, the biggest thing he did was kill Theon Greyjoy, which I love. Theon's my favorite character. He was going to die. He was going to die. No, Theon's no my favorite character. He was? He, he's, he's Character development was... Great development, amazing. great actor, great scenes. Terrible things happened to him. Um, but anyway. Interesting. The biggest thing Night King accomplished was killing Theon Greyjoy. He's not and even... And raising a second army. Like, if, if the purpose of the Night King was just... To make it harder for Cersei to beat you, I kind of think it's bad writing, in my opinion. And, and and so it's almost as if you had brought Thanos into Infinity War, and you teased him as this ultimate powerful guy. And at the end, when he's about to snap everyone into non-existence, 
he just fucking gets bitch slapped it's and just, loses. It's just like Bran, the one person he needs to win, to destroy, to get his revenge that he's been planning for thousands of years, is like a hundred yards away. You don't give a fuck about anything else. You're just like, I'll let my, I'll let my zombies fight. I, I don't I think care. He's just I trying to win. justify like, poor writing. No, see, I. I I see what James is saying. Like, like you don't tease fight, up to all last, of that to do yeah, nothing. The last fight. That's why Thanos like, was Cersei so sh- impactful. Cersei should not have been the last villain. Like, I get what he's saying. Like, but, even though like the the Iron Throne has been like one of the major storylines, like the the Winter has been in my nothing. opinion bigger. Yeah. yeah, it means nothing. It means nothing in, in terms. Comes. of... Yeah, because like yo, you guys are talking like how many times are we here? Like you guys are talking about a throne. Like we got literally dead people coming to try to kill us in like millions of numbers. That should have been your. Yeah, I agree and it reflects real life too, where all these all our countries are are fighting over nothing, and we're letting like global warming or whatever issues, animal extinctions, whatever it is, come up, and we're not paying any attention to it. Oh yeah, I mean, well, no, like that, that's yeah. the message of Game of Thrones. You know, it's that this these fights and wars for power mean nothing if we all just don't face the real threat. But also, do we know for sure that? the whites the white walkers the night king like that entire thing like this is the the only threat now is cersei and then like paradise of ruling because like we also don't know what could happen in the next three episodes no, yeah, too I, I, again we, we don't know what's gonna else. happen it could be crazy the night king could uh, for all we know like rise at the very end of the f- finale like john takes the throne and then it goes back to like winterfell and it just shows like the night king like so my Rise fear from the ground something like, my fear knows? is because like so I, I did i do remember james saying this like a season or two ago it's like you could tell hbo was writing it right so that's yeah. always been in the back of mind every time i watch it now my fear is that it's gonna be a really corny ass ending like they're gonna take the the, the iron throne and then daenerys and Jon snow are gonna ride off into the sunset on their dragons like it's the last scene like i'm gonna be really really disappointed <laughs> i, I if that's feel what like do, though right? with like any show this good, like I don't know how The Wire ended because I know The Wire is one of the best shows. But I know but what you're it's say. really hard to end right. of course. a show of course. like. But corny that's why and, and happy and are different. And good, corny and happy are two very different things. Because people are gonna be one upset it's over. People are gonna be upset that it's not exactly what they wanted. And three, like there's a lot of people that are gonna be upset regardless of that. And look, that, that's so, why that's why like yeah. I I still enjoy Game of Thrones for what it is. Mm-hmm. I just recognize that it's not the same show it used to be. That's all. I, I'm I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's a bad show by any means. Like there's almost no show can carry on eight seasons d- doing amazing. You know, it's impossible. All right, so I want to pose this question. Since we brought up Avengers and we brought up Game of Thrones, who would win, Thanos or the Night King? One on one. Thanos. Easy. Thanos. Easy. Af- after dude, he's like a superhero. Night King just got bitch slapped by Theon Greyjoy and Arya. Like, well, technically, he did the bitch slapping on Theon. But you gotta think Theon. like Thanos was fighting the God of Thunder, Iron Man, Captain America, so these super think, soldiers think, at the same right, time, and it was could okay. Could Thor beat by this logic? Could Thor beat the Night King? Uh, I mean, they're probably equivalent. Actually, th- no. Thor could just use lightning and like rain down lightning on everybody probably but do we know that's going to kill the night king because fire didn't fire didn't get the night king uh f- mm, they had a whole breath of fire on him i mean nah. with like uh, i mean that's the thing you're going like the night king doesn't have necessarily like i mean he was able to throw that spear at that dragon perfectly that was like fucking 500 yards away in the air and stuff but in terms of like you're talking about a god who with superpowers versus just like the night king who's kind of a dead guy with superpowers. It's yeah. It's almost. It's 
closer to superpowers, but not so much. Where I think like when you add these these elements of superpowers, like they would fuck them up. I don't think but it's. It just I think it's gonna be a up. scrappy battle. I think it can go either way. I think people are sleeping on the on the Night King a little bit. Even I, though I he mean, got bitched by Arya. Versus like, men and like normal men. Yeah, like is he gonna be Batman? Because like Thanos was getting bitched by a little raccoon, you know. Not really. I wasn't getting bitched by a raccoon. That raccoon was punching him in the face. I mean, it's like... The a, only person in, in the Avengers who was actually able to fight him one-on-one -on -one was Red Witch, I think. And yeah. I think mean, she she's, really, and, she's and really... She's really... And uh, Captain, Captain America, America with the Thor hammer. With the Thor hammer, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, dude, Thanos was able to fight, like, superhumans with that, like, with that blade. Is you, you think of, like, how crazy the mountain was in Game of Thrones, like, fighting... And Thanos is like a thousand times more powerful than him. Yeah, but I think the Night King would have bitched that guy. Thanos? I don't know. No, no, no. I think I the Night King would have bitched the mountain. I mean, yeah, he, his strength obviously is like insurmountable. If he can throw a spear perfectly aimed for like 500 yards, I mean, I'm sure he could fucking swing a sword. You know who can't swing a sword? Daenerys. She looks lost <laughs> with a sword in her hand, man. Oh, yeah, that's she the looks point, so lost. Like, she's never fought. She can ride a dragon, but you can't hold a sword? Yeah. I mean, it's two completely different things. Just no, because you can throw a baseball a warrior's a warrior. Throw a football. A warrior's a warrior, man. She's not a warrior. She's a dragon to. rider. She's a queen. She holds, she, on to, she holds on to a dragon as it fucking but every, does every, Don't you think that every king or queen has to be able to fight? If you're I mean, the able to throw? fight, sure. I mean, that's, that's part of, I think, why this fight for the throne has been so strong because of like from like robert baratheon to cersei like all the kings have been like man they would they really follow that person like would they really follow robert who's just a fat slob who fucking I mean, sucks you don't know what he was like back in the day he might have been like you and just gained Ooh. a lot of weight that's true too no like, like legit like yeah he, he used him. to be one of according to the books he used one to of be one of the top three i think fighters in the entire yeah. westeros really and he used to wield a uh, a hammer Instead of like a normal web, like a sword or whatever. He used to wield a hammer. So you see Robert Baratheon running at you with a fucking hammer. I'm getting the fuck out of the way. So, so then like what, but when he took the throne, like he was fat, he was lazy. He didn't want well, to do anything. Well, not at that point. He got fat over the years. True. Uh, when I think back to him, I think of him as being like fat and like kind of worthless. He's he probably like, like a offensive lineman kind of a build, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And then yeah, uh, yeah. like Joffrey and the fucking, uh, what's his name? Tommen. Which one? Tommen. Tommen. It's well, which like, one is Tommen? Uh, the, the younger song. one, the one who killed himself. Yeah, who jumped out the window. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So okay. it's like, oh, well, completely those kings, it was almost like, uh, who's going to be the king? Because like, this well, is just like a fill-in kind of bullshit. You know, even uh, Ned and Rob, they, they were capable fighters, but the way they're, they're described is they're better statesmen than they are fighters. Really? They're better like commanders than they are fighters. Yeah. Like maybe one-on-one -on -one combat, they might not be the best, but in terms of commanding people, getting loyalty and whatnot, they're they're the best. Like Jamie yeah. would have beaten Ned, yeah. and like Jamie would have beaten Ned one on one. Did you guys hear about the prequels? Like one of the they're they're filming a pilot for a prequel. Yeah, but for, it's supposed to be like for the Mad thousand, King. No, no, no. The Mad King. It's I supposed think. to be like a thousand or ten thousand years before Westeros was even around. Mm -hmm. They're saying there's oh, no the long night, right? It's about the long yeah, night. Yeah, so it's about how the White Walkers, I believe, came into power the and they had like a yeah. golden age. Um, and like the the area, there was no like throne or whatever, and then how like everything changed. The children created the white like the no, white walkers. No same characters. The children created the white walkers to protect the them. King. They eventually Wait, what uh, is this? became impossible to control, and the then Night they King. fought. How do you know about this? It's they like, showed it in the show. Yeah, what? and they talked about it. Like the children, I'm going back and the children of the everything. force created the white walkers, but to fight humans for them because the humans were like. 
it's almost like the earth creating global warming like heating up to kill us because we're destroying it, kind of like balance but then the white walkers became impossible to control with the night king because the night king didn't want to be the night king he was a guy who they like created into the night king and then like he said kind of fuck you and then they protected the three-eyed raven with their magic and then for thousands of years, they oh, were trying to get to the Three-Eyed shoot. Raven, but they couldn't because of the magic. And then when Bran was marked, back, yeah. was marked, then they were they broke fun, it yeah. broke the spell, and that's what made the White the Walkers able to take on the Three-Eyed Raven, which is why then they went after Bran. Okay, I want to pose another question. So since it's like NBA playoff season, and like, there's like <laughs> a lot of like awards and stuff going on. I want to know who you guys think was the most valuable player and the least valuable player in Episode 3 Game of Thrones. That battle. Go ahead. MVP's Arya, obviously. Besides Arya. Come on, that's too, uh, that's too easy. So give me it to LeBron every year. Uh, least valuable, probably Sam. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's, he's crying on the ground. He should have been dead. Man. I feel like no, she had like a dragon. She rode the dragon and killed Yeah, she rode it like three stuff. times. But she, she used the fire to kill some stuff. I mean, she was like the... She had the highest potential of well, they they talked about it after how they were supposed to wait, but then once like the Dothraki got killed, she was like, "Oh fuck the plan, my soldiers!" And then she, you know, being that's an emotional why, that's leader. That's why I think she might be least valuable. But Sam, Sam literally just was like, "Oh, oh they're coming! Oh, I you know fell, what? I can't get up, Ed! Oh, you're dead! I'm sorry! I'm gonna go cry over here now." I'm going. Uh, most improved is going Melisandre. Most improved, in my opinion. Most improved character of the season. She, she came in clutch. She came it in was six clutch man. and all, but was it necessary? To, At the end, I think. I think was. someone else could have filled the her fire? role, too. I mean... Uh, she knew for, what was No, she was happen. fine. Yeah, she was fine. But see, the problem with Melisandre's character was always that she kept prophesizing who was supposed to kill the Night King. At first, it was supposed to be Stannis Baratheon. Then it was supposed to be, I think, Jon... And then blah, 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 blah. And finally she ended up on Arya and finally got it right. So she was uh, pretty pretty bad until this point. I mean, yeah, a blind squirrel proof. eventually gets a nut. Gets a nut. Yeah. I read this uh, theory <laughs> yesterday that said that um, Bran Stark is actually the King of Light. Lord of Light, you mean? Yeah, sorry. What did I say? King, King of, Light? of Light? Yeah, sorry. Lord of Light. No, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, to an extent, he's deciding where everyone's going to be for this fight and who's going to have what and who's going to fight and stuff. Well, I so think that means Melisandre. Well, he's the three-eyed raven, so yeah. it's more of like he know he can he knows time, so he knows like everything what's gonna happen. It's almost like mm. Doctor Strange. So, but like the way he doesn't, he can't down. see the future. He can only see the past. I think. Yeah, but he, I, he can get he can, vi- he can get visions of the future, but he can't go into he the can't future. go into okay. the future yeah. at, at will. I th- I think it's like he's more similar to Doctor Strange than like being the Lord of Light. Doctor Strange, huh? Oh yeah, we we completely skipped over the Marvel. I mean, <laughs> Marvel. I don't part. know. Yeah. Okay, I don't have too much to say. I think it was a great movie, right? But some things bothered me, like uh, the fact that um, Tony Stark can find time <laughs> travel in like literally three sentences, and then all of a sudden they now they're gonna go get all the stones and then get them like it's no problem. Like everything well, just was like like way too fast. The, the Tony Stark thing is it was late at night and it was like, all right, this is the last thing I'm trying, but I'm going to bed. So let's just try this one last thing. So it's it's almost like it was kind of showing, like knowing Tony Stark is him. Uh, Penny Potts always said like my the hardest thing I've had to deal with was like telling you to stop. So it's like Tony was like, no, get out of here. I'm not doing this. I have my family. But then he went inside and was like, 
how can we do time travel? And then he spent like all day, whether it was one day. Yeah, we don't know how long it was. It was the same day. It could have been weeks. Was it the same day, though? I'm pretty sure. No, because they created that whole teleporter in the middle of the room. So it's like, it could have been weeks. It could have been a while, yeah. It's just like, for them to show that the movie's already three hours, like, they're they're not trying to be like, okay, yeah. it's been one week, and I still haven't figured out time travel. <laughs> I also and, don't like how, like, Captain America just, like, doesn't give a fuck anymore. Well, well, that's always been his thing. He's always wanted to go back and find his girl. Yeah. He just doesn't give a and, fuck And, like, anymore. when he's staring, when they're, like, about to leave, and he's in the office staring at her, just, like, thinking, like, I love you. Like, <laughs> I just want to be with you. I want to talk to you. Like, the, you kind of feel that when he's staring at her through the right. window and she's like working and he's on an important fucking mission to save the world. But he's always but been he about still the greater takes good. Like, always. Yeah, but, but his the greater good has been solved. Yeah, and he, he he did pass on his shield to someone else. So someone else will take his place. Dude, I don't want to see him as Captain America. I didn't even like what, his character that much. you don't like black much. Captain no, America? No, see, I knew, I knew you were going to make some racist ass shit out of this, right? I, I, don't, I don't even care about that guy's character. Yeah, and now he's Captain America. He's like the most important... He was the guy who, during Captain America, like one of the earlier ones. Oh, he was he like helped a soldier. Him. Yeah, right? he was a soldier, and then he got like little flight wings. Right, right. I didn't care about him so much. And now yeah. he's Captain America? But maybe because he wasn't super, but he all, right? Like yeah, he, he wasn't was a superhero, super. but he always fought I mean, with kind of a, superhero. a superhero and was always willing to like put his life on the line for the greater good. If he so was going to be the like, new Captain America, they should have built his character up more. Oh, okay. I can see that. Captain, I'm saying, like, I, see just, that. I mean, Captain America was just a soldier given a serum and then was trained. So, like, I guess the yeah, Captain the America could be anybody. Him and Iron Man are the two most important superheroes in all of Marvel. These past however many movies you want to look at. Decade. Yeah. Decade, right? The problem with and now me, all of a sudden just some random ass dude that he saw like two movies ago who helped him out a little bit is going to be Captain America. The, the problem with me, though, is like with all these movies, I'm still not emotionally attached to the superheroes yeah, at all like same. that's why when tony stark dies like i wasn't i wasn't like i feel like that was up. gonna happen. i wasn't sad how many like, movies did he almost die in like four but, right like it was bound to happen his Fifth contract time's was up. yeah but when people die like in those superhero movies it's like oh shit but when a character in game of thrones dies it's like oh my fucking god i mean but you you definitely heard a lot of sniffles in the theater while you're while tony stark was dying right i, I know at mine a lot of people were sniffling i didn't oh okay maybe I, I heard a lot, like, at least my, my theater was packed, so I heard a lot of, like, sniffling, crying. Bro, he was gonna die. No, no, no by all means, like, I mean, even if you expected it. Like, it was foreshadowed. Yeah. He was like, I, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> like, when he says it, the one in 14 million, but you're not gonna like it. Like, something like that. And basically, like, oh. And when he pointed up, like, when Doctor Strange is, like, pointing yeah. up at him, he's like, ah, one. this is over. No, he pointed up. One. Uh, this is the one of this the, the one. whatever million. The one, one out of 14 million. Oh, see, I thought he was pointing up like you have to You're sacrifice yourself. No, 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 <laughs> like sac like you remember how in uh, one of the old Avengers, he flew up into the sky, and he almost died. Oh no! I thought he was saying like sacrifice yourself. Uh, I thought that's no, what that was. It important. was like he told him like the one in fourteen million. So then Tony sees the stones, like sees that everyone's down, and he looks at him like one. Like this is the one time. This oh is, wow! I misunderstood this is your opportunity. that. This is. I thought he was like sacrifice time. yourself. Maybe well, I'm it, just it was too that much into it, it was that it was sacrifice yourself, but as in like this is the one timeline is you sacrificing yourself. Because oh. Tony looks at him like, "Am I gonna have? To, am I the one to do this?" Yeah. Who's that? Apple Watch. Yeah. Oh, you got Apple Watch, bro. Yeah, look at this fancy mm. guy. This guy's so cool. Oh yeah. yeah, didn't you? I heard you bought everything in like a package, right? Yeah, I got new phone, Apple Watch, AirPods, all in one. How much was that? Cheap. Um, like sixty bucks a month. Oh, so you got like a package deal, like something a like, monthly thing. Something like that, yeah. He said sheep. You're sheep. I thought it was a good movie, though. Um, 
I'm not a big Marvel fan, putting that out there. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it was just a very good ending to the whole first generation of Marvel Cinematic Universe, because they're going to continue it. If, what is it, Phase 3? Is it Phase 3? Oh, yeah, they, they might be going to Phase 4 now, actually. Go, yeah, wait, that's what's next. They is have, like, different phase phases, one? yeah. Remember South Park made fun of it with the phases? No, I wait, I, don't, I thought it was still Phase 1. I don't even know those phases, but to me, it sounds like it's all phase. I one. might be the first generation. I don't know. Yeah. I think, but, but I think we're past phase one already. I think phase one was like um, the setup to the first Avengers. I want to say. How long are they gonna milk this for? Do you think? Forever. At least fifteen more years. They're gonna do it forever, until I'm people tired until people it. stop watching. I'm getting tired of it, kind of. I mean, everything's always related. Like whatever happened to like a good old Spider-Man movie, but like no other superhero. Phase one was 2008 to 2012. Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, the what first gender, Avengers. Avengers, right. And then... So I guess each Avengers Phase, phase. 2 yeah, ended with... Oh, no, well, Phase 2 ended with Avengers Age of Ultron slash yeah. Ant-Man is the last, last one named. True. Phase 3 was Endgame right. and Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. I didn't see Spider-Man. Captain Marvel was a part of that, too. I didn't see Captain All right, Marvel. Can we talk about Captain Marvel real quick? Mm-hmm. Another... I think... I think Captain Marvel might have been one of the worst parts of the movie, um, just because she's too powerful, and yeah. she she was the she was the deus, she was the Arya of of Endgame essentially to an extent, where she had to come in and save everybody. Even even though it was Tony Stark that ended up killing him, she was the one who kind of like swung the battle when she took down that destroyed ship. destroyed right? the ship. Right. But I mean, I saw I saw Captain Marvel a few days ago, and oh, then okay. Endgame a f- like two days they ago. They buffed her, right? So no, she did the ship thing. I think in the she did it in Captain Marvel too, where she flew through a ship. So like when they the sh- what did it? When the sh- what did you say? They buffed, buffed her. her. Oh, okay. Well, Appar- he, apparently, like in that in Captain Marvel, she was like not that strong because it's supposed she, to be her like. She origin, wasn't that right? strong until the very end. Right. The very, very, very end, like the last ten minutes of the movie, is when she becomes powerful. But then also like that was nineteen eighty nine, so it's like she's had thirty years of fighting. In multiple galax like in the galaxy on thousands of planets, so obviously she's gonna get stronger. But like she did the, she flew through a ship to destroy it in Captain Marvel. So then it's like, oh, the ship is about to like is raining down fire and could kill everyone. And it's like, you know, Captain Marvel's about to. Yeah, I was calling. I was like, I was um, I forgot who I was with. I was like, yo, Captain Marvel's about to come. And literally (laughs) thirty seconds later, here she comes without fail. I didn't even see the movie. It had to have happened. She wasn't in the, the last battle at all. Right. She was barely in any of any the movie. Of she shouldn't have got that haircut. That's not a good look. Don't yo change your hair back to what Brie it was Larson? before. I think yeah. I she's think a beautiful she'll... lady though. Apparently she's a bitch. In real life, I've heard. Yeah, a, really. A lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of interviews where people don't like her. Yeah. Like in what sense? And they're being like obvious about it. Um, there's an interview with, um, I see this. was it I Hawk- think like two other uh, Avengers people, I want to say. Hawkeye, the one with Hawkeye. Yeah, they're asking yeah. about, like, your role in the movie, and she's giving some, like, huge, long answer. She's trying like, to make herself seem, like, so important to the movie and, and stuff like, like that. Just, like, so important to society. And then he's, he's like, just, yo, like, I've been here for, like, eight movies. But he's just, like, move, he's, like, fidgeting and white, I mean, I don't like, like touching, touching his, uh, face and stuff. Just, like, kind of looks annoyed, and then his answer is, like, very basic. And then who is the the black guy who Don is, Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yeah. Like during their interview she like touches him or something and he's like I like I told you not to touch me. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I wonder maybe she just it's pompous. But I th- I think I feel like Don Cheadle's pretty down to earth. But I think part of it is like <coughs> you. when you've been building up a series for a decade 
And then they're like, all right, we're going to bring in Captain Hero. It's this girl. And we're going to Captain fucking Marvel. Captain Hero. Captain Hero. <laughs> Captain Hero I mean, she, she might as I'm well a, be called Captain Hero. I'm ahead yeah. of myself. But we're going to put it on her back. And she's going to be the most powerful. And she's going to come in and save the day. And they're all like, we've been fucking doing this for 10 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're going to make her the face of the franchise. Like, fuck you. See, the, the problem with Captain Marvel is the same problem with Superman. It's when your hero is so strong, how do you create a conflict to accurately go against Superman? You have to create a force as strong in the opposite direction. Yeah, either that or you have to weaken Superman. And so you have to build out a but whole see, thing that's... about weakening Superman first. And uh, then you have to get him kryptonite. getting back his powers. Kryptonite. Right, right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. He has to have a kryptonite. Yeah. And it's the same situation with Captain Marvel. When you're that strong, you need to get weakened first before you have your whole story. That's the thing. That ship was no problem. She literally just came yeah. in. And just like like nothing, just like I mean, went through the ship yeah, like butter, flying through the butter. ship. Like it makes sense to like w- what kind of steel like or what kind of material do they have that's gonna stop like some the space f- thing, like a thing flying a thousand miles an hour, like photon. Is she a human? She's not. No, she was when that blast. Did you see Captain Marvel? No. All right, so the Kree had like a energy core that was like super powerful. Uh, was supposed to be uh able to have a ship fly at the speed of light like that was what her mentor was working towards and she destroyed it so she got blasted by it so then it's like she absorbed the energy of the energy core Mm. nice so she became like not she became not uh human anymore she like when she bled she bled blue like she she, became energy like she was kree um no but kree was a race of people kree's the people who attacked you in civ Yo. <laughs> Yo, man. And then, but think about Thanos was stronger than Thanos? every hero. Right. So then they needed to work together to defeat him. Where, like, right. even, I mean, even Captain Marvel, though, was unable to beat him one-on-one. He True. beat her one-on-one. True. So, uh, it's just like, she wasn't as powerful as, like, people made it seem like she was going to be. Because I thought she was going to, I thought she was going to be the one to take out Thanos and, like, win the movie and that's right. why people were pissed but it was like oh i mean she did stuff but then she lost the 1v1 and then it ended up being a team effort a little deception by tony stark like i just don't like cheesy over. and corny things anymore and i feel like yeah more and more marvel and everything big is starting to get cheesy and corny yeah it's formulaic like i've been saying for i don't so like formulaic long. it's not fun it's not fun it's not fun like us like we're fun you know like we're the, fun we're young we're the fun. only way to combat that is to write something yourself that doesn't formulate to those yo what if we made like a, really our it? own game of thrones Pff, fucking i i'm us three are the main character dude i'm not no, a good we'll just, whatever budget we have well, we'll make our own game of thrones we'll just make it work i've always been sure. a poor writer but uh yeah I we'll do like try my we'll start best. from episode one of season one and we'll do it however we thought it should be done with the resources we have sure okay so we'll all play multiple Film characters alternate scenes yeah we'll all play for alternate characters multiple characters and then we can we can go I, like that i hope a fan makes whether it's animated or something like uh an alternate game of thrones ending where the battle of winterfell like is the night king wins and then marches like that's what the, i thought was the undead happen. army down to king's landing yeah. and then kills cersei and takes like take or actually when he takes bran i guess he deletes like ends time that's why like it doesn't end time he just like wins, erases yeah. the memories See, but even that time even like, that doesn't make any whole, sense though. yeah it's like a weird thing because the thing is even if they kill bran there's still a whole nother 
land of peoples. But they well, don't no, have I quite think he's as, much, as many Bran. people. I as, think it's not yeah. killing Bran. It's like turning him into a White Walker. I mean, regardless, uh, like, like yeah, I don't know. Like I guess I just don't understand Bran's whole thing about yeah, he's trying to end time. I I kind of feel like that's a weird story. Bran Bran's holding something up his sleeve, bro. That we don't know. Maybe he is. maybe he's not a cripple. <laughs> maybe he sits on the throne at the end. That's the thing is, who knows? No, I, I, I remember reading a left. comment. It was like, what what they should have done was just had Bran sitting there and just start ringing a bell on his wheelchair. What? That's a Breaking Bad reference. You know, when, when uh, Hector, I think that's his name. But Have you guys watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, I, I don't remember I didn't watch. All right, I won't spoil it. Never mind. No, I don't care. Uh, it's long gone. It's the guy in the, the old guy in the wheelchair and the, uh, what's his name? The... The, po- oh, po- the Poyo guy. Yeah, 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 and yeah. He goes like, in, bring, yeah, bring, yeah, yeah. Bring, and boom, explodes and everything. I remember. Wow. Like, that if that crazy. had happened, that would have been fucking crazy. Like, I would have been like, oh, He sacrificed shit. himself? Yeah. But fire wouldn't have killed. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Night King was probably a Targaryen. Right? That's what I'm hearing. That's the assumption. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I mean, based on what it looks like in the show, I could I could see that, yes. Um, but in terms of the context of, like, the books and stuff, I think there's theories that he might actually be a Stark. What the fuck? But, again, the books aren't that far, so we don't... We, maybe well, maybe thing, he was like John. He thing, was a Stark Targaryen. The thing about the books Stark is Karen. that there's actually no character called... There's no Night King. There's no leader of the White Walkers in, in the books, actually. That's they, they hint at it, but I, it's a show creation to make it something you can easily see, see? as the enemy. You know, mm. It's pretty badass, though. Yeah, but I think I think a big problem, which I think another thing which I've read, like George R. R. Martin doesn't like in his writing, is bad guys being evil for the sake of being evil. evil. And I think that's kind of what the Night King became. And you know, hopefully when he writes the books and stuff, it's it's a different thing. Maybe is he still writing them? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. That's the thing is they say someone who is like a bad guy typically doesn't think they're a bad guy. Yeah, they think they're the hero. Like Thanos. It's like U.S. It's like America, really. Because a lot of us look at us as, like, the bad guys. We're the best, we're the best. That's the whole argument of, uh, like... USA Forever. Where the Empire and these organizations are, like, the resistance, like the the Jedi. They're just trying to... Trying to fight the superpower, trying to take over the world. Guys, we had a fantastic discussion today. We've been going on for over an hour. Talking about Game of Thrones and Avengers. I had a blast. I did. So I just wanted to get you guys' kind of closing thoughts. James, do you want to go right now, or do you want to like hold it in and burst out at the end? Well, I, I still like Game of Thrones, guys. It's it's a good series. It's just not the same as it used to be, and that's fine. That's okay. Not everything great is going to stay great, and I'll enjoy the last couple seasons. You guys should, too. Okay, um, fair enough. But think critically about this stuff. That's all I'm saying. Like, Don't just take what people are showing you, and, and think about what people are creating and how you can create something better. Okay. How about you, Joe? I like Game of Thrones. I liked Avengers. Yeah, Avengers was good. I had, I have low standards when it comes to TV and, and movies. Everything I'm pretty sure in life. I just like uh, I'm not, I'm not a good writer and like uh, part of like when James explaining a lot of stuff to me, it's like oh I can see that, but I wouldn't think of that. So that's why like I see it differently. So. It's almost like it almost sucks that it you sounds know. Sounds like you're the lowest common denominator. Ooh, <laughs> it's, it's partially. Talk it's like it. partially where like he I said just, he didn't even deny. No, it partially. Exactly. Like I, I don't. I accept that. It's not like I'm gonna be like no. Like I know all about writing. So when it's almost like shit, that kind of sucks that you know all these things and you see them that way. Because then, like when you watch that episode, you think of it like, oh, fuck, why'd they do this? 
Right. It's like it's like one of those things that's it's almost like a blessing and a curse. No, yeah, for me and and sorry, I don't mean to. No, no, no mean. I, I think the big thing is just trust me. I I love Game of Thrones so much where I've I've introduced Game of Thrones to so many of my friends. I've rewatched the first four seasons like probably at least three times each. Um and so that's why I feel like I have to be critical about it because it's something I I love and when I oh, see that these characters aren't the same characters that they're supposed to be and who they should be it, it bothers me you know James uh, are you getting emotional I was just like to go I've been watching it since the beginning are you, no are you like getting sad <laughs> it's just disappointing yeah well the I biggest like there was gonna be a tear for a the second the biggest Game of Thrones fan I know like the one who is the biggest has Besides rewatched me. all the seasons multiple times no like way more into it uh, he was disappointed too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, like I said, know, it is it a happens. little disappointing. See, look, man, I thought the episode was great, and I think it was better than Avengers. Like, I knew what, what was gonna happen in Avengers, and I didn't even right. see it. But you can tell what's gonna happen. You can with Game of Thrones, right? Like, I was, right. I legit thought, like, yo, maybe we had it all wrong. Everything was gonna end bad for the like the humans. The White Walkers gonna win. So, I that to me was like a huge draw in, but I understand all the negative criticism like more in my opinion more people should have died more big characters should have died i feel like they should have stayed more to the essence of their show and the points that james brings up are good points but at the end of the day game of thrones is the best show ever in the world Mm -hmm. and i think james is being a little bit too harsh no i'm I'm just joking i don't mean that i just want to disagree prepare for our main characters to kill each other well, yeah. In the next two? Point, Yo, listen, if in the next two episodes, half of the characters don't die, then I'm going to be like, ser- I'm seriously, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm not just saying the fuck around. Like, I'm really I saw a fucking funny. great meme of like Game of Thrones season one. Like, oh my God, I can't believe they killed a main character. And then it's like season eight. Like, I can't believe they didn't kill any fucking main characters. <laughs> yeah, but like that's, but dude, the, that's. But no, that it's just funny of like how much the show, like how much you see it now is like. That's what you expect. It's, I feel like it's not staying true to what it like what it used to be that's, anymore. That's man. a subvert. You could tell the difference. Oh, you thought we were gonna kill a bunch of main characters. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Subverting expectations, right? Yeah. Shit. All right. Well, guys, uh, today was a lot of fun. Um, thank you guys for listening today. I hope you stayed for the entire episode. It's good to be back. I hope you guys enjoy. Please let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, inquiries. We're always available for bookings. We charge about $1,000 an hour. So just hit us up on our email um, or Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DemGradBoys, D-E-M-G-R-A-D-B-O-Y-Z. Anything else you guys want to say? Flaya. Um, see ya. <laughs> uh, yeah, see ya. <laughs>